0: Hello, everybody. I'm Dee, alcoholic. And I really don't like speaking. It's always been, you give me someone else's speech, I can do it correct. You ask me to talk about myself, it becomes difficult (laughs) And my life. But I guess a lot of it is not about myself. It's about, uh, you know, um, situations and about other people that have been helpful. I've been around um, AA for a long time. And I will say, I like the big book study. Those steps have been very important to me. And I do have a higher power. Um, I would say of my own understanding, but I don't understand. I know I didn't make me. And there's a lot of things that I didn't make and no other man made. And I believe that there's a force for good in this universe. And there's a lot of other things that I believe too. But um, believing and knowing are two different things. And when I came into this program, I certainly didn't have anything that would give me solutions in my life and help keep me sober. I'd been other routes as far as looking for solutions and counseling or therapy. And I had enough self-help books probably to uh, stock an entire small town library. I realized that morning when I was having a garage sale and very, very early I was out in the yard putting things together and and, um, this man walked by with his dog and he stopped and we got to talking and we were looking at all those books. And he said, (laughs) I said, I ended up saying, you know, anyone who had read all those books would probably be crazy. (laughs) And he said, have you read them? And I said, most of them, yes. most of them yes and there's a lot of good helpful things in there in a lot of things there's a lot of good helpful things in the magazines when you're standing at the checkout in the grocery store i looked over one day and i realized okay prices have gone up but i said you know for about 26 you could have a perfect life have your dream job you know, never have another bad hair day again, be your perfect weight, you know, live the life of your dreams, find the man you've always been looking for and live happily forever. And there was probably some good suggestions in those magazines. If you had been able to follow it through, follow the directions, you know, and and keep your mind on that one thing. But the problem is you do that and everything else falls apart. So uh, (laughs) anyway, I I do like humor, and that was a point of humor for me. Um, But I wasn't able to find anything that put it all together until I found AA. And uh, my story, I've been around these rooms since uh, about 1980. Um, my, My story is very long and convoluted, and so that's why I never know what parts of it to tell. It doesn't change; it's always the same. But what I say isn't the same um, because, like I said, it's been rather long and convoluted. Um, I've learned a lot of things. I, I'm very, you know, comfortable. It seems to be in the free thinkers' meeting. There are some things that I've run into in in a traditional AA. When I first came in, one of the things I thought when I would hear people speak, and and I would hear. Um, speakers tell their story, and I would laugh or cringe. And uh, without knowing that I was an alcoholic, I would say, oh, God, I've done that. <laughs> oh, I can remember doing that. You know, <laughs> oh, I've seen things that way, that's for sure. You know, but uh, like I said at the time, I did not realize. But I heard people talking about experiences with their sponsors and that, you um, um, there were, there were several that had had a close relationship for like 40 years. They became best friends. They talked to each other all the time. They knew everything about each other. And they knew if they bumped up against something, they could talk about it with each other without um, having to explain. And this long, stable friendship. And I thought, oh, that is so cool. And I thought that's part of what all this was about. And that's what I wanted. Well, that has not been my experience. <laughs> I, have, I have met a lot of really wonderful people who have been a great amount of help. But it seems like with any other human being, we also always bump up against there's a spot or two where we just don't agree. And sometimes people agree to disagree and sometimes they don't. And um, so, and plus the fact that mostly, and I found that you don't have to spon- follow a sponsor back out if they go back out to drink. (laughs) You don't have to take every word of advice that you're given, because if someone else doesn't know my schedule or what's going on in my life, I don't think they can make a very good decision, especially if I've been sober for a while about what time I should fix dinner, what I should cook, what time I should get up, what bills I should pay, because um, no one has ever been around to handle the consequences when they come around. <laughs> That's me. And I had to learn that, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, I'm responsible for my own life. But I have help, you know, I have help, I have suggestions. One woman that was one that some of the most helped me, she said, you go to every meeting that you can go to. You listen to everything that you can, either people that you don't like, the people that you like, the newcomers, She said, when you see these old guys talking to their sponsees before or after the meeting, eavesdrop. (laughs) Listen to what they tell them. Watch people. Look at what works. You know, read everything that you can read. Take every bit of information in that you can and use and apply everything that is going to help you. You know, anything that you can use, use it. And she said, and if you're having major trouble with anything, you know, I'll call me in about a month. Let me know how it's going. <laughs> so that's a lot of the kind of sponsorship I sometimes got, but I had a lot of friends that I could talk about things with. But the thing is, is that with these steps, and I did have help with that, and I've, I've kind of worked through them several times with, with different people, and and certain ones, certain experiences really stand out to me as some of the best. Um. Have been a great help for me because, like I said beforehand, I couldn't put all those little pieces together. It was like trying to keep all those plates spinning. But you know, it's like but people would smile and say, keep coming back. You know, just keep coming back, stick with us, you know, listen, do this. Anytime one woman said things like, um, if um, one sponsor, she said. <laughs> I can't give you the right exact right page to read for anything that comes up. She said, but anything that you read in any of the literature is going to be better than what's going on in your head right now. <laughs> and, and that's true. And as I kept coming back and I became willing to apply some of these things because I was trying to figure out that higher power. You know, I, I had, I, the, the admitting once I did was no problem. You know, yeah, I can't take a drink. It's very simple. I, I can, but once I take a drink, I have no control whatsoever over how much I'm going to drink. It doesn't say the definition is you drank 32 gallons a week or a fifth the night or two fifths or how many bottles of wine. It doesn't, it's not about what exact things you did while you were drinking or before you drank or in between has nothing to do with how many jobs you lost or didn't. It has to do with, you know, can I stay stopped? And once I take a drink, do I have control over how much I drink? And I did not. And um, there were times when I had two drinks because I had decided to, and I walked to the door and I got to the door and I was so proud of myself that I went back in and had some more because <laughs> I'd accomplished it. That's how my line of thinking went, you know, and and I run across as I come back to meetings, I was, you know, um, some people were talking about some other things and somebody said, I can't believe how in the world could you possibly, they were talking to someone else, pass out at that kind of a concert. You know, you slept through that. <laughs> and there were like three of us that put in the chat, I did that. Oh yeah. I did that one too. I said, yeah. And I remember another one that I had a fight with somebody all the way through the concert. (laughs) I was so, I was so caught up in that. I have no idea what happened. (laughs) I don't remember any of the music, but, um, you know, I mean, there are so many things and it caused me to make a lot of decisions that I wouldn't have otherwise made. You know, I look back at my life and, and, um, you know, it changed some things about my direction. At one time, I guess I had some semi-good ideas, but, um, it, it took over and I couldn't stop and stay stopped. Um, I had made decisions that I didn't know how to get out of and some of them stuck with me for a long time. And, um, a lot of things had happened, but it wasn't just that. When I looked at these steps and started digging back, it was the fact that alcohol had been a solution for me in the first place, a solution that I hadn't known I needed. Um, I've listened to a lot of people's stories and, and looking at my own, you know, there's, there's a good possibility that it was such a solution that, you know, it may have kept me alive at a time when I didn't have any other way to, to learn to deal with the things that I was dealing with because it was my solution, it gave me some confidence, and it made me feel like I fit in my own skin and I fit around other people. And I was able to let go of some of those old ideas and beliefs that I had and say, who cares, you know, and and be able to connect with people and do some of the things that I wanted to do. But that was at first, you know, that was, and, and it was for quite a while, but it's before it took over. And I found out that the solution, um, I heard a story one time and I don't remember all the stories, you know, with all the cool little details, but you get this little baby gorilla and it's just the cutest little monkey, you know, (laughs) and it's your friend and it's your pet and then it starts to grow. And the next thing you know, that gorilla is an 800 pound gorilla and it picks you up and goes wham, 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 and you're not done until the gorilla is done. (laughs) And it's not so much a pleasant experience anymore, and this friend is no longer a friend. And no matter how hard you try, you know, you can get rid of that gorilla and pick up another one, but, you know, they grow faster every time. (laughs) You know, that gorilla is not going to let go. And there are some things I have no control over. I began to find out there's a lot of things I don't have control over. And many of those things are things that I was taught I was supposed to have control over that we were expected to have control over, and that if you wanted to have a successful life, you would have control over these things. So I guess that's one of the many things that I found out. I had to move several times during my life. So, you know, one sponsor went back out. Another one became very, very controlling. You know, and somebody who has your best interests at heart (laughs) doesn't want to be your higher power. (laughs) It, it just doesn't work that way. And um, I don't know, several different things happened. Other people moved. And so it's been an experience in this program. Like my um, ex-husband was also an alcoholic and I had high hopes But um, and we were together for quite some time and we had two children. And, uh, but he didn't stick, you know, he didn't stick around. And um, he's, he has since passed away. But we had two children and right now we are not in contact with each other. And as far as I know, they are out there um, doing the deal, you know? And um, when they're not, we've had some really good conversations. But when they are, those conversations are not very good ones. And uh, you know, a lot of family things happened and that contributed and it's not because I was drinking Uh, necessarily because they didn't see me drunk very much at all. Um, and, and it wasn't just the seeing. It's like, but like I said, a lot of those decisions that you make early on kind of stick with you, and there's there are things to work through. But at any rate, um, you know, other people make other choices, and I don't have control over it. And I wish I did. I never thought that it would come to this. And But it's been that way for quite some time, and there's possibility. I lived several thousand miles away for a while and moved back hoping to reconnect with some of my family. And um, it did not work out because um, not everyone wants any kind of a program and not everyone's looking for recovery. And not all families are thrilled when you get into recovery because there's this system that's going on with all this input and output. And some people have things just the way they want them. And you make a change and they don't like it because they may have to look at themselves or make a change of their own. And they're just not willing to do it because maybe it works really well for them and maybe it doesn't. But I found out that's not my business. And um, so uh, my mom you know, did not want me to go to those stupid meetings. <laughs> you don't listen to those people. Listen to me. <laughs> and when I looked back at my history before I even drank, that didn't work very well either. <laughs> so that's one of those things that I was powerless over. And, and uh, you know, so these steps work on just about anything. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I've had a lot of... Uh, interesting experiences the heartache of losing contact with my kids and watching them make the decisions that they did and watch uh some other family members um oh influence their behavior and their thinking in some ways that i have found in recovery is not healthy um and and some of the consequences of all that but a lot of those things are other people's actions and i'm really glad that I could go through those things not drinking. Because if I were drinking, (laughs) it would be far worse. So one of the things that I've had to learn in this recovery is to deal with my own negative thinking. You know, there's those thoughts, feelings, actions, thoughts, feelings, actions. And if you're successful, I guess you can interrupt that circle or that little triangle at any point, but some of those points don't work very well. Um, So a lot of it has been tools and prayers and meditation and um, permission. That's one of the best things I got around, around the tables in this program is permission, permission to be myself, permission to find solutions, permission to let go of some things and permission to do what I needed to do to get to the point where I could let go of those things. Because as a mother and, you know, a lot of the things that I've been through, for instance, one example is with my kids. It's like, what, let go of my kids? I can't do that, you know. (laughs) And um, not in my heart. I mean, yes, they're out there and I understand they have their own path, but I can't let go of this. So I had to get to a point where I knew what, you know, I knew what I was looking at and able to let go of the things that I can let go of in order to have a healthy life myself. And, um so there are many, many things that I'm grateful to this program for. And now I have retired. This pandemic has been a wonderful thing uh, because once again, I was uh, there were some situations that I was uncertain about, some very unpleasant situations at work. And uh, I kept doing everything I could to deal with those situations. And a change needed to be made and I didn't know what one to make. And then this pandemic comes along. There were also a few other people in my life that I'm like, what's going on here? You know, I mean, I knew, but uh, when this pandemic came around, it gave me the freedom to step back from all of that and go, okay, I can set that all down because letting it go up here and here, you know, when you're still dealing with things every day, sometimes becomes very difficult. So it was um, a pleasure for me to be able to step back and go, Wow, I really can. This way came open for me to go ahead and retire, not as comfortably as I would like. I love all these stories of people talking about great material success in this program. (laughs) That's one of the things that, you know, I found I get a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and I get what I need when I need it. And, And that's one of the things with the thinking and that gratitude, because I can look back and I can say, You know, look at all these worries. I can make lists, you know. It's all these times that I'm thankful for because I had no clue how anything was going to work out. It didn't look like anything could. And every single time I've gotten through it because, look, I'm still here. And, um, you know, so all these things I worry about, like they say, a a lot of them never happen. And and if they do, worrying about it didn't make you any better equipped to handle it when it came along, did it? <laughs> but that's one of those old beliefs I was taught is that you have to worry about everything until it's all done. And the trick is it's never all done and, and worrying never helped a thing, You know, so, but that's just one thing. But like I said, those are all little good things and little good things by themselves. are are very good tools to use, but this program is the glue that holds it all together. This contact with other people because it's such a relief to know I'm not the only one. You know, you've been there too. I've been there too. It may have been in different ways, but there are people that I identify with. I can listen to other people's stories and and it eases my heart. Every time I see someone's eyes light up and start to get it. Uh, um, every time I I hear how somebody else got through something. Um, But anyway, so I'm retired now and there may be some other changes coming up. That's one of the reasons I didn't know. I wasn't really able to put anything specific together to talk about today because I'm kind of looking at some things and working on some stuff. I've absolutely loved meeting all these people all over the world. And connecting with people. I, I When I was younger, I wanted to travel, and I did do quite a bit of traveling for, um, uh, for a little homebody like myself. <laughs> and then when I look back, I'm like, well, I may have been shaking in my boots, but I guess I did a lot of but this ability to travel all over the world, sitting right, it's the, the best of armchair traveling I have ever seen in my life. This beats a book up one side and down the other. I mean, <laughs> I still love a good book, you know, because and I like the ones you can hold in your hands. I like the smell of them. I like the way they feel. And I can sit there and and uh, get lost in, in that little world for a while, whatever that is. And... Um, it's a, d- a different kind of, of enjoyment than a television show, I guarantee you. But this has been absolutely God. wonderful. You know, it is, it to connect with people from all over the world and go, man, we are all the same. <clears throat> Which, you know, another experience I had, like I said, I had moved several thousand miles away and then moved back. And uh, there were these two women that I know in the town that I moved from. And one of them was very tall, you know, and pretty much thin. And uh, the other one was short and and dark-headed and very round. And their personalities and the way they interacted with each other. When I moved several thousand miles away, I met these other two women. And these two women weren't just friends. They lived together and uh, they adopted a child but the way they were built was completely different. One of them was very small and short and skinny, and the other one was a big <laughs> a big tall girl that was just as sweet as she could be and, and solid built. And um, <clears throat> their personalities were just exactly opposite, and they interacted in exactly the same way. And I would just die laughing. I'm like it's my whole world just the same, only kind of in reverse, huh? You know, there was, and the people who lived there had grown up with the, the same uh, Saturday morning television shows that I had, you know, some of the same dreams that I had had. And I went, you know, so that I, I was glad I had that experience of knowing that, you know, the world in, a, in its ways is the same all over. And uh, it became very much more obvious how, you know, wherever we go, there we are. But I've learned ways to live life, and it's not just the learning. I've learned to be able to sit back and, and to meditate, and that can take many forms. Sometimes I walk. Sometimes I sit silently. Sometimes I listen to a guided meditation. Sometimes I just stop for a few minutes and go, okay, you know, and stop and center, and um, then I can get some clarity, and I'm grateful for that. Because the navigation system that I had before I came into this program did not work very well. And that's one of the reasons that the um, alcohol was such a relief to me and such a solution. And um, the navigation system I have now is is so much better. Um, As I said, I I would have had all those years because I first came into these rooms about 1980, but I didn't. I went back out when some of those things hit the fan with my family and my kids and many other things all at once. I was not very well connected, and I went back out for a while. And it's no better out there, and it was not a pleasant experience. And um, right now, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but I wouldn't trade it for anything because of of what i have afterwards and that's one of the things that makes me clear today is that we all have today and and i don't have regrets for all those things in the past you know alcohol may have saved our lives long enough to get us in here to where we could connect with this Uh, all these other things that happened i used to be so judgmental about what was good and what was bad and um and oh, I can still get judgmental in a heartbeat. Give me a second. <laughs> you know, but um, and and of myself as much as anyone else, because I'm if I'm judgmental, I'm gonna apply that to anything. And um um I don't know. And and one of the things that I apply it to is there's a spot in the big book where it says we need to be hard on ourselves and easy on other people. and But that's very specific. That's when we are making amends. That is not with our entire lives. That does not mean, as some people would have you to believe, <laughs> you have to continue to beat yourself up. And I have encountered some people who believe that that is, you know, that's how we need to apply that. And this, this program, Regardless of how we approach it and, and we find what, what it is that we need in here through this fellowship with each other and these steps and and what we're led to find or what we our nose leads us to find after we get here is um, that we have these solutions. You know, we have these solutions. And... Um, I don't know, I just lost my train of thought because they're mowing. And the guy's having trouble with his mower and it's been getting really, really loud sometimes. And every time he goes by the window, I go, okay, here he comes again. (laughs) Can I hear me? (laughs) Can you hear me? Can I hear myself? You know, but each day, each single day um, is a block all by itself. I can plan plans for tomorrow. And, and that's all well and good. I don't know how they're going to work out. I don't know what's around the corner. Um, <clears throat> I've had to kind of reinvent my life more than once. And uh, I, I may be doing some reinventing here soon. I'm probably already in the middle of it. But I don't know in what way. You know, but today, each day, I can get up and I have the sun, my feet are above ground. I'm sober. And if I stop and become conscious of those things, I say, thank you. You know, the sun's up. There may be clouds, but the sun's still there, you know. (laughs) And the the trees are all green right now. Whatever it is I'm looking at today, I have things to be grateful for. And I have a day in front of me. And, uh, you know, I can look at, you know, What do I want in this day? What needs to take place in this day? How can I be of help to someone else? Um, What can I do to make me happy? What lights up my eyes? What lights up somebody else's eyes? And I can choose what I look for because there was a time I didn't have a choice. There was a time when I did not at all, but today I do. And sometimes I, I choose well. And sometimes those old things that are already ingrained in me take over again for a little while, <laughs> that old pattern of doing things. But it might be for three seconds, it might be for ten minutes. It's not for a whole lifetime like it used to be. And um, you know, life goes on. It, it's very livable today. Anyway, I guess that's enough. I am. I am grateful to be here. There's a million and one other things I could have. I could have said. Um, I like the joke that I told earlier, <laughs> and I can't even remember which one that was now. <laughs> I've heard a million jokes, and I love them all, and then I forget them. <laughs> Sometimes they're new again, and I go, "Oh yeah, I heard that one." <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm really glad to be here, and um, that's what came out of my mouth about my story today. Thank you all very much. <laughs>